The views expressed and the opinions given by the individual host, guest, random reptoid, or chupacabra may not necessarily reflect those of AM950 Radio, its affiliates, or its sponsors. Now, it's time to step into the unknown. There are things people experience but never talk about. A shadow moving in the corner, flickering of the lights, a disembodied voice. We invite you to talk with us, share your story, share your experience, because this isn't just your story, this is our story. This is Ghost Box Radio with Greg Bakken. And this is Ghost Box Radio on AM 950, where every night we talk about the paranormal, ufology, Bigfoot, and so much more. My name is Greg Bakken. Happy Friday, everybody. It's Casual Friday here in Ghost Box Radio. How exciting. Well, it was exciting to get through the week. And uh, this is my third studio I've been in this week uh, for shows. I mean, that's it's pretty incredible, actually. I'm, I'm, I'm tonight, I'm back at home. And over at the studio tonight, we got Mr. Adam. How are you tonight? Very good. And yeah, you're... You are definitely showing off the, uh, what is that, normally the tour of homes. You can do the tour of studios hosted That's by Greg right. Bakken. Is is it wrong that the one in my house is a little bit nicer than the other ones at the station? No, there's a tad <laughs> bit, a little bit of me that's jealous that you're in a clean, non, well, let's not go too far. Um, cleanish environment. <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, cleanish. Yeah, I can, I can understand. Now, now, of course... This is a ruse in a sense that Adam and I are like, uh, how are you tonight? It's nice to see you, all that stuff. Because right before the show, we were playing the age-old game of what C-list celebrities are dead or not. And Adam, I'm I, I'm going to be honest. I don't want to out you, but I'm surprised with how little you knew about the the cast of Happy Days, to be honest. Outside of Henry Winkler and Ron Howard, yeah, I had no idea that uh, the woman who played Joni was dead. Aaron Moran. Thank you. Um, Tom Bosley. He's, yeah, he's passed. Gone. I yeah. don't know about Mrs. Cunningham. I don't know if she's, she's still with us. She's, she's in her with us. early 90s. Potsy and Ralph Mouth. They're still with us. All right. And then there was the other one. The what? Chuck? No, the uh, da, 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 Owls. The Owls? Owl. A-L-S. Oh, okay. The so, yeah, they're both. So, you got uh, uh, one Arnold who Arnold, is uh, yeah. uh, Pat Morita, right? Yes. And he, he passed. And then you have El Del Vecchio. And That's the other gone. one. He, yeah. He's... El Marinaro. I think something like that. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay. yeah. No, so that's for those who wanted to know. That's who's still alive and not with us from Happy Days. Now you do know Gary Coleman had passed, right? Gary Coleman, yes. Not from ha- he's not from Happy no, Days. No, no, right? he was uh, da, 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 different strokes. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, will, yeah, uh, Willis is the only one alive from that cast, if I remember he, right. Todd Bridges is literally the only one alive from that show. And by the end of the '80s, you thought you you would have thought he would have been the first one gone. <laughs> yeah, I mean it was. I mean, if we were doing a pool, I think we all would have lost. I would have totally lost that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and and uh, you know, and, and also because I'm a big fan of those shows, uh, Laverne and Shirley. Uh, it's about a year ago since Cindy Williams passed. I do remember when she passed because I was, I was kind of hurt. It's like, oh, that one stung. That one stung a little bit. It does. I like Laverne and Shirley. 
I did too. And I was watching an episode of the Simpsons where uh, uh, they brought in David Landers to live in their house. He played Squiggy yeah. who had now since passed. And I mm-hmm. just, he is one of my favorite people. You know, he'd, he, he'd keep, whenever someone would say something nasty about anything, he'd come through the door. Hello. You know, it's just, <laughs> uh, it, it just love, just love him. Uh, so yeah, it was good. It was a nice surprise to see him. Uh, so we're, we're heading into the weekend, right? Uh, that's, that's nice. And outside um, of the me TV lineup that we, <laughs> that we watch. <laughs> right. Exactly. Very, very true. Very true. Uh, so yeah, um, we're, we're, we're getting into the weekend here. Uh, I think today we're going to read the question of the week. We got some responses on, uh, what you call it, uh, Facebook. The question of the week is as follows. If you want to put an answer, your own answer in uh, the comments, or you want to give us a call, question of the week is, have you ever taken a picture with a full-bodied apparition appearing in the picture itself, or for that matter, have been guided by spirit to take a photograph that became meaningful meaningful in any way? And if uh, you want to share your story, please give us a call, 952 952- Nine four six six two zero five. That's nine five two nine four six six two zero five. Adam is standing by on the phone. Lynette says, "I'm sitting. Uh, thank you very much. I'm not that short." <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, you do have the camera set up as if you're. Um, hey, I won't go into it. Uh, <laughs> Lynette says, uh, "Remember Lenny and the Squig Tones? I certainly do." So that's that's good as well. Uh, so. <clears throat> I want to I want to start off uh, with the fact that um, the the whole thing with the pictures for me I was just thinking about this the other day and the idea of being guided by uh, spirit to take a picture I was in Deadwood South Dakota uh, with my friend John and his wife Chris and some other folks and we took a trip a little bit outside of of Deadwood and I don't even remember this small small sort of like mining town that still has some people there. And uh, we, we drive through this place and there is a cemetery. So we get out of the car and we, we all kind of explore this cemetery. And I have a K2 with me. I might have an Ovilus. I, I don't quite remember, but I have a K2 with me and it starts going off. And I said, "Well, uh, is this somebody who wants to who wants to talk with me?" And it and it and it goes off again. And so I'm like, "Well, which way do you do you want do you want to show me? Are you first of all, I think I asked, are you buried here?'" And it went off. So I'm like, "Okay, will you like would you show me where you are, please?" And it and it went off again. So I would walk and I'd use the K2, and I'd be like, "If you want me to go straight, light up," and it wouldn't light up. You want me to take a right, and I'd have I'd move my K two to the right, and it wouldn't go off. How about to the left, and then it would go off. So you got to get the idea of how it would like kind of direct me. Mm-hmm. And so I would be walking, and I'd keep asking the questions, and it would keep directing me to different areas. And I said, if uh, we f- find where you are, would you take a picture with me, please? And it went off. Yes. So I'm walking around, and. Uh, I, uh, <laughs> I, I said, is this where you are? Cause it's just like, it's, there, I mean, there's a reason why I came to that conclusion. Is this where you are? And, uh, the K2 went off. I said, will you take a picture with me? And it said, yes. So I take a picture and then it starts to pour on us. So we run back to the car and I'm looking through, you know, my pictures, like, did they take a picture with me? Did they take a picture with me? And I look 
and there's nothing there. And I'm like, well, okay. And I'm like, wait a minute, hold on. And there's something, there's like bushes. And I look, and I see something under the bushes, and I zoom in on it, and it's a grave marker. Oh, wow. That that had been hidden, probably, who knows how long. And they, I took, basically, I took my picture with them. Huh, that is so cool. And and some of the questions I remember asking, too, was regarding the Civil War. Like, were you a Civil War vet? And yes, they were. And, uh, you know, you were, were you part of the Union, which obviously in that area you're going to be. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they're it, more than likely you're going to be, okay? Um, so, it, it, I mean, that stuck with me for a long time. So that's why I wanted to ask the question. And once again, folks, the question is, have you ever taken a picture with a full-bodied apparition appearing in it? or for that matter, been guided by spirit to take photographs that became meaningful in any way. Once again, if you if you have, I'm going to be reading from my Facebook page, but also keep in mind you can call in if you have a good story, 952-946-6205. That's 952-946-6205. Also something to kind of keep in mind here, um, when I ask these questions, you know, I, I am blessed by how many people respond, how many people share it out. But there's some Weisenheimer on the AM 950 page. Every time I post something about paranormal, this guy posts a uh, laughing face every single time. Now, I don't mind. Don't get me wrong. But it's just like, all right, that's fine. You don't believe. I just, it's just like I, I wish I could be as evolved as this gentleman that I know so much about the universe that I can say with certainty the stuff that's on Ghostbox Radio is full of crap. You know what I mean, Adam? Well, you know, keyboard warriors know everything. Well, they do. They do. And, uh, you know, I mean, everyone has a right to their own belief system, and I firmly believe that. It's just more the fact that the idea that um, this uh, person wants to come and he goes out of his way to make a laughing emoji at the questions, that's what I find very interesting. But that's okay. You are allowed to do whatever you want. I mean, any interaction on the Facebook page for AM950 is is a plus. We appreciate it. So uh, <laughs> just like, up oh, there he is again. Yep, he, he's, he did the laughing emoji again. So going to my page, a couple of things. Um, a friend of mine, Brian, he says, I took a picture in the hospital a year ago, but it wasn't in the picture afterwards. And I'm not quite sure. I think what Brian might be saying is that he took a picture of something and he went back and he checked, and that picture isn't there anymore. Reminds me of another story, Adam. This this is this is creepy as you know. All get out. As all get out, and and the thing is, uh, so it's a friend of mine in the UK, uh, my friend Steve, and he's always about um, he's always about asking me about paranormal stuff. He's not an investigator, but he's very fascinated by it, and he stayed at a. Uh, hotel in a city called Starbridge, if I'm not mistaken. It's right by Birmingham in the UK. And Birmingham is about three and a half hours, uh, probably uh, northwest from London. So he's like, I'm in this hotel room on the second floor. There is no way to get in or out without going through the main door to the room. And uh, he was joking with the people there saying how it's uh, haunted and whatnot. 
And uh, they all said, yeah, we've heard some stuff. They haven't seen a whole lot. And he's, he's a keen photographer, using, like using even his iPhone for like birds and, and nature and stuff like that. And so he, uh, <laughs> he, the next day, he's just like looking through his, uh, his photos. And there's a picture of him in his bed in the hotel room that he's just staying in from the from the uh where the window to the room is on his phone okay so he let, didn't let take it he didn't take so he didn't take a selfie of himself it was he is he is laying in bed sleeping and they're on the other side or was it his reflection in that well, picture first of all no one i mean Someone took a picture of him, so it's nowhere near him. It's not like a selfie or anything. Oh. And they're by it was like by where the window would be, where he had his phone. It's a picture of him sleep while he was sleeping in his bed in that hotel room. I've heard stories like that before, and I, I that is beyond poltergeist. It, it's um, I, I it's something. I don't even know what what. And I know we're in a society where we categorize everything. So to me, that that's more intelligent. That's stronger than a poltergeist. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah, I mean, it's just there's something going on there. And, you know, you got to you got to believe uh, what what that is. Um, so I'm going to read a couple more here. Uh, Char Savoy, who you may recognize from uh, such radio programs as this one. Uh, she uh, wrote, uh, yes, at Velisca. <laughs> Velisca. It's not a full body, but a face of one of the kids. We were doing two nights there. We had to leave for the second day for the day tours. So while sleeping at the hotel, I was woken up telling, uh, was woken up telling me where to take the photo and what I would see. If I can find it, I will send it to you. So basically what she's saying is that she had uh, somebody um, – she she has she's woken up and somebody had uh reached out uh to her uh psychically to ask like say this is where you need to take a picture and you're going to find something and and that's one of the kids and for those who don't know about Veliska a big big story back in 1912 uh Veliska Axe murder house where eight people were murdered um at the house six of them being children yeah so, wasn't it um, uh, a mother daughter Two friends who slept over, and then their two children. Something like that, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. one of the more tragic stories. And, and the father, and a father. Oh, yeah, that's right. Oof. So, and it's unsolved to this day. Yeah, there's. I, I, God, I can't remember which one of the numerous paranormal uh, YouTube and TV shows went through there. But there was one that uh, took a psychic with them, and they're like, "I see somebody." Just hanging out in the attic, just smoking cigarettes. Oh, yeah. And oh, yeah. It, it's like, wow, I would love to look at the case files and see if there were cigarette butts and stuff found up there. Oh, yeah. No, as all that is is very true. Uh, someday, uh, you know, first of all, you should hear Char's story about Felisca. It, it will blow, literally blow you away. My experiences at uh, Felisca blew me away. Um, it, 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 it formed what I became as an investigator and some of the spirit box responses I got for it were 
absolutely incredible. Now, did we have anyone on the line, Adam, or is that just... Uh... No, we do. We have uh, Crunchy on the line. Okay, why don't we do this? If if Emily wouldn't mind holding off, why don't we take our break first? And uh, when we come back, uh, we got Emily on the line, and uh, we're going to do more stories, and we'll ease into this weekend. You're listening to Ghost Box Radio on AM 950. And welcome back to Ghost Box Radio on AM 950. My name is Greg Bakken. Thank you very much. It's casual Friday, meaning that we just kind of loosen up a little bit. We just kind of talk about a few things. We got some articles we're going to read in a bit. We are talking, though, about the question of the week. And the question of the week, once again, is uh, have you ever taken a picture with a full-bodied apparition appearing in it? Or, for that matter, have been guided by spirit to take a photograph that became meaningful to you in any way? And uh, you can uh, go ahead, put it in the comments over uh, over at Ghost Box Radio with Greg Bakken on Facebook, or you can call in at 952-946-6205. That's 952-946-6205. That's where we're going right now. Emily is on the line. Hi, Emily. Welcome to Ghost Box Radio. Hey, Greg. Hey, Adam. Thanks for taking my call. Uh, get the call train rolling. I appreciate it. We don't get them very often. We 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 sometimes have to dust off the phone, so we appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, let's much. do it. I love what, it. So, what you got for us? Well, I did comment earlier on Facebook, but I also thought of kind of another one. Don't worry, they're both short. Um, no, take so your the time. first one. The first one happened this summer, and um, I felt super compelled to go over by my little garden. And there was a butterfly there, and it was really beautiful. It wasn't like a monarch butterfly. It was something you don't see very often. And I took, I snapped a series of three photos. And when I went back to look at them, none of them, like, saved. They were just gone. They never saved all three of them. It was like it never happened. So that was pretty strange. But yeah. I will yeah, say following that, it is, it's super weird. But following that, I've gone through... Um, a lot of change, and so I sort of just take that um, as my sign that better things were coming. Absolutely. You know, I find it very uh, – I, I love the fact that a lot of us really do find uh, power from seeing certain type of insects, if I may. I mean, like, you know, dragonflies are also a huge one of, you know, people see, especially when it comes to remembering uh, people, loved ones who have passed and stuff. I, I just find that fantastic. And that's kind of the, that's what I took it as, is I know yeah. that um, I have some guardians, and I know that that was one of them being like, you're on the right path, it's okay. So, yeah, it was really that's cool. Great. I love that. You said there was another one? Yeah, and I may have talked to you about this before, but I don't remember, so I'll go ahead and say it again. Go um, ahead. So, a couple summers ago, my son... Um, he was about eight or nine at the time, and he felt compelled to go look out our window. And when he did, he saw an unidentified flying object and managed to get a few photos of it, which I still have. I don't recall us talking about this before. Uh, I'd love to see oh, those Merry sometime Christmas, if you wouldn't mind sharing. That's fantastic. Yes, I will wow. show you. That is fantastic. Now, while we have you on the line, uh, do you want to talk about your event in February? Oh, goodness. I, I sure can. <laughs> um, so it's Witchy Weekend on the St. Croix. 
and it'll be at the Grand Banquet Hall in downtown Stillwater. It's also during Stillwater Winterfest, so that's pretty fun. And we have you with us, of course. We're super excited to have you back with us and presenting your best evidence from your awesome years of experience. We also have several others um, coming to be with us as well, 20-plus vendors. Um, there's food, but if you want tickets, there's only about six left. So wow. it's almost sold out. So you can go to Witchy Weekend on the St. Croix. There's a Facebook page, and all the links and information are there. That's great. Congratulations on pretty much selling out. Thank you. Yeah, we sold out of VIP tickets in, in two days. So in three weeks, we're sold out. That's pretty cool. That is really, really cool, and I'm I'm very much looking forward to it. And uh, we did that. Uh, the last one we did was back. Was it was in October when we did it last time, or was it early November? I forget. It was um, actually late October. Got it, late October. I'm so I'm so glad you weren't like. Well, it was July, Greg. Um, but uh, right, no, I it was just to throw you off. <laughs> <laughs> I and it was it was a lot of fun. You put on a fantastic event, and that was your first one, wasn't it? That was. Yep, that was my first one. Very cool for for a first timer there, and you had so many details that uh, were wrapped up very nicely and made everybody's experience uh, uh, really memorable. So congratulations on that, and uh, I cannot wait uh, for the next one. Uh, and uh, we'll we'll if, you know I, it sounds like things are going really well, but uh, if you want me to, I will uh, bring it up again uh, as we get closer as well. It's all good. It's up to you. I trust your judgment. Well, so that's, that's yeah. the first mistake. Yeah. All righty. Well, <laughs> Emily, thank you so much. And we'll talk soon. Okay. Thank you. Call in everybody. It's so cool to just be a part of this. Oh, that's so kind. Yeah. Please do call in. Thank you, Emily. Thank you. Bye Greg. Bye-bye. See folks, it's not painful. It's not painful to call in. I mean, you know, we're, we're nice people. Adam, we're, we're all right. Aren't we? Yeah, sure. We're fine. Not. But <laughs> <laughs> do not do not pay attention to the man at the AM 950 studio. Um, yeah, no, it's uh, it's 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 I appreciate the calls. And it's so nice to just kind of interact and talk about some of these experiences that people have. And, it, you know, it. I also know that it takes it takes a little bit of uh, guts to to go on the air and, and put yourself out there. And I've, I've had this experience now, Adam, we've had this over the last couple of weeks of people who are sharing uh, some very important experiences. And I, and I do not take that lightly at all uh, because they, these are important moments for people. And that's what we're here for. So that people know when they come in, they call in that we're, that we're, we're not just people who comment on the stuff. We are believers as well. Yeah, we're not going to think that, you know, what's the best way to put it? Like, I'm an open-minded skeptic, but I'm not going to take anyone's story as, you know, it didn't truly happen. Every story is unique, and you notice when you start hearing more and more stories from people who don't even know each other, have never spoken to each other, how many different things end up lining up. Yeah, no, I mean, I think I think my favorite of that is whenever we uh, talk about uh, aliens and especially alien uh, hybrid children. In Okay, so I, last night, the wife and I watched uh, the Barney and Betty Hill story. 
Mm-hmm. And what they were talking, a couple of the things that hit up on that documentary, I remember hearing from the Johns and Shar as well during our mm-hmm. Alien special. And the Alien special that we did here on Ghostbox actually aired before the the uh, Hills abduction story on Discovery Channel or whatever. Yeah. And yeah. so going back and watching that and remembering what both uh, John on the phone and John Yost and what Char were saying, it's like, holy cow. And, you know, this one had happened back in the 1960s. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, we've never replayed that. We should we should see about if there's a way that we can. I'd like to replay it in full if possible. I'll talk to Chad about that, see if there's any possibility. Otherwise, we'll just break it up. Um, want to kind of uh, go on to some more stories here. Once again, folks, the question is, have you ever taken a picture with a full bodied apparition appearing in it or for that matter, been guided by spirit to take a photograph that became meaningful to you in any way? Uh, let's see here. Uh, LC says, my f- uh, friend did recently at Wabasha Caves in St. Paul. She felt like someone was following the group. Now, you can't see this because you are uh, listening on the radio, but she did include the picture, and there is something there that I don't think um, I don't think anyone could really totally uh, be able to explain. You know, it's, it's, it's pretty incredible. By the way, uh, if you go to Greg Bakken on Facebook, I don't, I'm, you know, I just post uh, stuff on my page, nothing personal. So you could see all of them right there, actually, which is interesting. Then John, he posts, uh, this was some years ago, also at the Wabasha Street Caves. And he posts a picture, once again, of something that he just can't, that looks like a, looks like a face. I don't know if that's what that is, uh, John. That's uh, pretty, that's pretty incredible. Um, so yeah, that's, I love that stuff. Um, in the comments, uh, Julianne says that my team has caught a little boy, uh, which once again, uh, next week, uh, we have Joe Frankie on on Tuesday where we're going to be talking about Amityville and that one of my all time favorite pictures is that little picture of the boy who's sticking his head out in the, in the hallway and Amityville, you know which one I'm talking about, Adam? I know Adam? exactly which one you're talking about. I, that is it's, one of the photographs I absolutely love. It, it's got mm-hmm. like the, you can, because I know there have been people out there, it's like, no, it was somebody else who was there. It, it looks like, you know, there was an, another adult there or whatever. But when you look at that picture, that that image has those, like, kid chubby cheeks on it. Like, oh, yeah. that, like every child up until like the age seven or eight might have. And that is, to me, one of the more striking photos that I've seen. Oh, yeah, very easily. John says, uh, regarding that Wabasha Street Cave photo, he says, the face, tan shirt, and blue jeans on. So uh, that's uh, pretty... That's pretty awesome. Uh, And uh, we're we're really hoping that at some point we can get in there. Uh, Let's see here. Kelly says she caught this on her last uh, trip to Missouri State Penitentiary. uh, And it's a cell. And there's somebody in the doorway of the cell. So um, yikes, I guess, to that. Let's see. Ryan says, I haven't, at least not me getting in the photo. And by the way, folks, I didn't necessarily mean like a selfie with a spirit. Um, But a friend of mine has at the Cosmopolitan Hotel in Old Town, San Diego, as well as a demonic case I did over a decade ago. The demon appeared next to the grandmother's niece, I believe. And let's see, he has a picture. Uh, I'm... 
if that's what I think it is, that is interesting. It's hard to say because, uh, folks, it's a picture of a of a girl at a table. She's looking at it, and there is somebody behind the table turned as if they're doing something. They look like a person, okay? And I need to talk to Ryan because if that is indeed the person that we are talking about uh, being, like, entering the photo, that's incredible. Holy, holy cow. Uh, here, uh, why don't I do this? I'm actually folks. looking at your uh, Facebook page now. I want to see well, And I, I think I'm going to do this. I mean, unfortunately, for those who are not, um, those who are on the radio, uh, it's kind of hard to uh, them to see uh, what we're doing here. But uh, let me see if I can do this real fast. Uh, and this should be able to help. Here we go. Um, so if you take a look... Um, it's tough to see, but you see there's like a black, uh, uh, there's a person behind the table there. Yeah. That's, that's what I think he's talking about. Holy. Oh my God. You I mean, can't even see like the face, the face. Oh my Lord. Yeah. Yeah. That's incredible. I it, almost looks like, so I'm hoping we're talking about the same thing here, Ryan, cause I'm going to say it looks like lurch. In thank a you. Thank you. Also looks like the, the photo that's on the wall actually oh crap yeah so oh my goodness that is insane i i really hope ryan doesn't come back and say actually that's my dad <laughs> and uh you know we don't like him being called lurch you know that that whole thing uh so yeah that's uh pretty incredible let's see what else do we got here um <laughs> that is crazy uh, this is the demonic photo from. Oh, okay. So Ryan is again. Ooh, I just pulled up the one from the uh, penitentiary in Missouri. Wow, that's cool. Well, here this this one is really going to. Uh, oh, I got stand by, stand by for stand by for Adam to sleep with the lights on tonight. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah, I just pulled up that one. Oh my god. Yeah, that's that. So that's from a demonic case, and that is something that. That looks like something you don't want to mess with. Exactly. Ryan, what kind of cases do you go on, man? Well, he's a demonic, so. What kind of camera does he have, too? Because all because apparently his camera can capture everything, and I want it. That almost looks like film. I don't know if it is, but you know what I mean, opposed to digital? Yeah, it does. That's, um. well, that's terrifying. Thank you. Um, let's see what else. God. You know, here's the thing. You ask the questions, you get the answers, right? Uh, let's see. Oh, Ryan, again, shadow figure woman in the speakeasy woman's bathroom. Oh, there's more. Oh, yeah, my I know. He, he, like, totally hit up your feed, and these are great photos. Okay, so I'm just going to go back to sharing here, and we're just going to... We're just going to uh, look at Ryan's photos for the rest of the hour. <laughs> no kidding. Uh, Holy you know, crap. and if... if Go to Ghost Box Radio with Greg Bakken and Facebook and rewatch some of these if you can, because uh, this is uh, really incredible stuff. Okay, so this is, uh, oh, oh, do you see it? So that's uh, a shadow figure woman in the speakeasy woman's bathroom at the Rude Hotel near Lock Chinatown, Walnut Grove, California, not Minnesota, folks. Other shadow is outside the speakeasy one on one of my ghost tours. He is missing his feet. Huh. 
So I'm confused. Is it the one to the right or is the one to the left? I think it's the one to the left. So the one with the with the uh, because it looks uh, like the fl- over face. Yeah, because it looks like the flash is is uh, covering up her face. But if that were the case, if that was a person taking from that angle that photo, because if you look, it looks like whoever is it, the full person that you can see, who I believe is Diane Tom. You can see she's got the camera pointed backwards because you can see her arm in the bottom right corner. It, it's not her, by the way. Oh, it looked like her. I thought it was no, her. No, it looks like her, but it's not her. All right, but you can uh, see her <laughs> arm there. So, and so that means the other shadow would have been cast by her, but the one on the left wouldn't be her. And then, of course, you have this shadow figure. Uh, that's nightmare inducing. Um, and then the scratches, the one right after that. Yeah, I mean, if he says that that's real, that's real. Here's what I have a problem with. Um, they're not bad. Um, I've To me, if they say that's what it is, who am I to say? Um, I see stuff like that where people are scratching themselves too sometimes. So, um, but if Ryan, that's what Ryan says, um, so be it. Yeah, go to my page. There's a, there's a lot of... Uh, Shadow figures caught on camera. I'm not going to play through all those, um, but uh, yeah, he he blew it up, didn't he? Yeah, he did. Those are some fantastic photos, though. Thank you. Ryan. Yeah, I mean it's it's out there, you know. And I mean for people who are like and and as Lynette says about the ha ha face person that posts those regarding like the emojis one on the AM950 page, he wouldn't be listening if he wasn't interested in your topics. Not, I don't think he's listening. I think he just sees the posts and. He's just like, no, 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 that can't be. But, it's I Dave mean, Schrader. He's trying to get more people over to Paranormal 60 instead of here. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> but, uh, no, it's uh, it's very interesting. Um, so why don't we do this? Let's take our next break. When we come back, we got some stories we're going to get through, uh, including Suzanne Summers. So you don't want to miss that. You're listening to Ghost Box Radio on AM 950. And join us Monday on Ghost Box Radio with Greg Bakken. We are going to be bringing on Megs, and she is uh, from the true crime podcast, Drinking the Kool-Aid. And uh, she is local here. Uh, she actually uh, works with uh, Mr. Zero, who we've had on the show a, a few weeks back. And uh, it, it's, you know, it's nice to uh, promote uh, local podcasts and uh, people who are, are very much interested in uh, the true crime genre. So that's going to be Monday and uh, we're looking forward to having that conversation. We are doing Casual Friday tonight, which means uh, that anything goes. If you have a topic you want to talk about, we don't have a ton of time left, but you're more than welcome to call in 952-946-6205. It's 952-946-6205. Everything okay over there, Adam? Actually, there's this weird noise. Can you hear that through the microphone? No. Okay, yeah, there's a weird noise that just started here in the studio. So hmm. I don't hmm. know if uh, things are about to go haywire or not, but it's it almost sounds like there's a car running. <laughs> Did something just fall over there? Yeah. Do you know what that was? Not a clue. Something fell over there just now. I'm not liking this. Well... <laughs> if the light goes on, though, people will be able to see it because it's that light where I'm pointing that always pops on. 
Yeah. Uh, can you turn the light on for Adam, please? He'd like to see it on. All right. The noise just stopped. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. So uh, good luck with that. Um, let's see. Yeah. Thanks, turn. buddy. Yeah, you're welcome. I'm, I'm, I'm glad you're feeling comfortable in the studio. Uh, so let's see here. Uh, sorry. It's. Don't be. Honestly, it's a blast when things like this happen. As I mentioned earlier, I'm an open-minded skeptic, so that's why I want more experiences to put them together and, you know, create the answer. Absolutely. All right. So we don't talk enough about Suzanne Summers on Ghost Box Radio. No, we don't. So uh, we're going to we're going to we're going to do that for a second here. Uh, Since Suzanne Summers' death, her husband, Alan Hamill, says several weird occurrences around his home have convinced him of the existence of an afterlife. Okay, and so uh, according to Hamill, who is 87, okay, uh, three, three strange things happened on the same day, starting with a hummingbird gone rogue, which is kind of in the same line as the monarch butterflies, in a sense, mm-hmm. if, if, if you, you know, think about it. So you have, um, you have a hum- hummingbird gone rogue, he told Page Six in a new interview. The bird flew into Hamill and Summers' Palm Spring, California home when Summers died last October, making several laps before it hovered right in front of a framed photo of the couple, he said. Um, after hovering, it even landed on top and stayed there, Hamill added. Following the hummingbird's visit, the widow, the uh, visit, the widower said his fireplace not only started all by itself, but also music began playing by Suzanne's favorite composer, an obscure artist, according to Hamill. And we actually have uh, that music here right now. We're going to play it. Here it is. No one's ever heard of this guy, he added. Finally, as Hamill was about to shut his eyes at the end of the day, he said he could feel her laying beside him. Okay. Uh, Before Summers died, after her uh, breast cancer spread, uh, she um, uh, threw out her body. Hamill said that he did not necessarily believe in an afterlife. In fact, the couple even joked about it together. We joked about when one of us passed, it would be likely be me because I'm 10 years older, he said, recalling that Summers had told him, knowing you, you'll be on your way back before you've left. Now, <laughs> Hamill is a staunch believer in the afterlife. I'm convinced of it, he says. I, I, I think there's something we don't understand. I think there's a plane somewhere after we discard our bodies. We still have our soul. I think our soul is energy, he continued. The soul must go somewhere and do something. Outside the strange experiences, he said his mind has, was also changed by her constant presence around him. The time when I'm with my family and I have a, one of my moments when I have to leave, I go into the bedroom, I'm alone in there, and I feel her presence, he shared. Once I interact with her presence, I go back and interact with the family, he said, adding that Summer's grandkids, one by one, have told me the same thing. I hope it's all true, he said, of the afterlife, noting that believing in it certainly makes the grieving process a lot easier. And if it is, we'll be reunited, he added. That's beautiful, isn't it? Yeah, it is. When I read that article earlier today, it's like, man, that so kind of gave me the feels. It's like, that would be a good one to talk about tonight. Yes, thank you for sending that uh, over uh, 
to us, uh, Adam. That was that's really cool. And you know, it's funny because we did talk about this that we had the Olivia Noon John one a few uh, months back as well. Yeah, uh, that uh, her family was getting some sort of communication they believe by her as well which i mean that's i like that they're doing this and i like that like hamill for example feels comfortable enough to share that information and i was in suzanne summer's presence once when i worked for um one of the tv shopping networks that happens to actually be stationed here in eden prairie uh she used to do a cosmetics line and weight loss line on that particular uh shopping network and she was in studio one day and, you know, a bunch of us got to meet her and she was a very cool individual. That's all I've ever heard about Suzanne Summers is that she is a very, uh, a very good person. Yeah. So, and it seems uh, so genuine. Yeah, no, that's, that's great. So I'm, I'm happy and and Hamill is absolutely right. Uh, for those who do believe in that, that there is more and I, and, and I, I dare be careful to say not so much like we're not talking about um, we're not talking about religious ways. Um, and please don't be offended by me saying that. But when you're believing in the spiritualism side of it and uh, that you could believe that your your uh, loved ones are still around, it does make things a lot easier. It doesn't make it easy. Nothing will ever make that easy. But the idea that you know that you that that this isn't it for them, that they're not just in the ground somewhere, that they are watching over us and in some cases helping us, trying to make our lives better, being our guardian angels, if you will. That's that's what that's what I, I wish more people would kind of keep in mind. You would hope, but, you know, they're like we've talked about numerous, numerous times. So many people only worry about the clicks, the demons, the horrible things. And, you know, like we were talking about Wednesday night with Ernie, the things that are going to get the clicks, the views, the visits, things like that are the ones where, you know, it's an evil story. And most of the time that story isn't even going to be true. It's folklore that's been, you know, uh, added on to and added on to and added on to mm-hmm. over and over again. Like he was talking about the nurse Sarah from Waverly Hills. And yeah. I, I think if more and more people looked at the fact that, Spirits are nothing more than people without bodies. I think there could be a lot more progress in the paranormal realm. Instead of calling it a pseudoscience, we'd be able to call it a real science and turn it into theories and finally prove to everyone that there's more than meets the eye. That's kind of my goal for the paranormal is. So, yeah, it is essentially just. To prove, yes, there is something beyond this. And if there's something beyond this and everybody quits squabbling and starts working together, maybe, just maybe, we can start, you know, getting along as a society even better, knowing that there's more to this than this. So I had a conversation uh, online with somebody who is like, you know, I, I always get this. I'm really interested in the paranormal work you're doing. Uh, and then it will always be like something like, well, you know, it kind of freaks me out because I have a lot of nightmares and stuff. And I said, well, you know, uh, I, I think the thing to kind of keep in mind is that um, uh, just because you have nightmares doesn't mean it's paranormal related or the fact that, you know, a lot of people look at paranormal as something scary. But, you know, if you look at the fact that it's also very beautiful, 
uh, maybe that might help in some way. And they're like, well, I have epilepsy and I, um, I, it, certain things trigger to have uh, headaches. And I, I, I said, I totally understand, but I still stand by my statement because uh, to me, that's like the, the, at the end of the day, I think, I think the mindset needs to be changed so that people, you know, once again, we've said this many times, like doing a paranormal investigation is not like taking a ride at Walt Disney World at the Haunted Mansion. No. You know, you don't get on, you have some time there and you get off and you go home. What, what it is, is that, uh, you know, you, you have to be very careful. You have to be careful for yourself and careful of the situation. Also, the idea of looking at paranormal activity and just assuming that all of it is scary, you know, really it comes down to about 1% that is actually truly, that could be truly frightening. Everything else is probably due down to something else. So, um, you know, I just, I, I find that, and, and I don't know, I think the problem is, Adam, I think a lot of people really like the scary aspect to it. They don't want to know about the, the beautiful side of it. You know, they don't want to know about the monarch butterflies or, you know, the, the picture of the gravestone because they want to be remembered. They only want to go to the places that, you know, mass murderers have been or that, you know, people have been incarcerated because they were, quote, horrible people or whatever. And that's that's I think that's going to be the thing that really will be hard to turn people's head around, especially as long as TV shows really focus on those type of cases in the shows. You're a thousand percent right on that. I couldn't agree with you more. You know, that's yeah. that's why it's like, like you said, it's not a ride at Disney World. It's not no. Adventure Island. These are no. people, granted you can't see them, but these are people you are dealing with who had lives, who had families, who have personalities. Absolutely. And, you know, that's why this show exists because, yeah, we do talk about demonology. We do talk about some of the scary stuff. But we also, you know, we bring on the people who want to share the beautiful side of it because there is that side of, uh, side of it. And hopefully that we get one person to be just like, you know what, I get that now. And I see why that this is actually such an amazing possibility that we can talk to our loved ones. Lynette says, I don't want to go to the scary places. Lynette, you are absolutely right. And, you know, I don't know if you've ever done investigations or anything, but you can do it without going to scary places. Um, when we do like pair of friends events and stuff like that, we take people to places that are not scary uh, because that is not the goal of what we try to do. We're not there to scare people. We're there to enlighten them and give them the possibility of, of uh, a spiritual encounter, communication with spirit. That's all we're trying to do here. Doesn't he, and we can't even guarantee that. There is no guarantee of any of that. But, you know, more than likely, there is something to be said to that. And, you know, Adam, as, as you've experienced, you know, yourself, I mean, there is something about uh, the, the beautifulness of, of being able to have spirit talk to you and you know that they're talking to you. Yeah, and it, it, it is completely life-changing. I will... I can attest to that 100% that it is life-changing. I've done – went with you and Char and a group of other folks to yep. the Grant House. And the first room that I got to sit in and investigate with my wife and a woman named Sarah Beck, yep. we got two crystal clear EVPs. And it is one of the coolest moments of my life to sit down there on my bed, put my headphones on, hit the recorder, and hearing a voice that wasn't in that room there that is so amazing 
It is amazing. And also to Lynette's point as well about the going to scary places. And this is what Walt Disney World or, you know, the, the Haunted Mansion actually does get right in a sense. It's funny because at the end of the ride, uh, you're, it kind of gives the situation that uh, spirit, this ghost is going to come home with you. And it's like, that's funny because that is a real possibility any place you go to, but really the scary places, the places that have a lot of, you know, dark activity, those are the places you have to be very careful about because you never know. You never know if uh, something is going to latch onto you. And if you're not prepared, if you're not mentally prepared for those situations, then anything can happen. And that's, that's pretty frightening, actually. Yeah, that's when it really gets dangerous. It it is, and we we take great care uh, with uh, with uh, the people that come to our events to make sure that uh, that they're as safe as possible, and uh, that is just something that we always make sure of. We're going to have some uh, new events uh, being announced here very soon. But as we wrap up the week, don't forget, on Monday, we're going to have on Megs from the True Crime Podcast, Drinking the Kool-Aid. Please make sure to visit ghostboxradio.com to find past episodes of our radio shows and like us over at Facebook at Ghost Box Radio with Greg Bakken. Also, send any comments or feedback. Please send over to comment at ghostboxradio.com. And don't forget to check out the best of Ghost Box Radio with Greg Bakken, airing Saturdays at 8 p.m. and Sundays at 4 p.m. And then finally, of course, whether you're chasing spirits or just drinking them tonight, please be careful out there. And we'll see you Monday as we talk with Megs of Drinking the Kool-Aid podcast. Everyone have a great weekend. Adam, you have a great weekend. And take care, everybody. <laughs>